It is time. Rising from the dumb depths of a Tuesday afternoon. Nerdy delights will be quenched. Dun, dun, dun. singer i know me too such a good singer dude the harmonies man they were there they were just there. <laughs> what's going on everybody if you're joining us this is wrestle's own daily coming to you from the nbc tower i'm kevin kellum at the studios of 101 wkqx one of the leading alternative rock radio stations in the world over there down in the state that is still shaped like a certain piece of the male, male anatomy it's an easy joke it's an easy dick joke. You, when you got a dick joke, you got to go for the, the low-hanging fruit there. Uh, there's a reason we have Space Mountain, let me tell you. Woo! Going all night long, baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a fun time. We're talking about everything going on in the world of WWE, pro wrestling, and well beyond, of course, straight from the, the biggest and most trafficked wrestling website in all the land. In your dreams, you know there's only one destination. It's WrestleZone.com. Lot of follow-up coming out of WWE with Survivor Series. They did uh, a lot of different action. We'll have another final night at the Staples Center, I believe tonight. I believe they're in Los Angeles tonight. Yep. And just a lot of stuff going on coming out of this show. I mean, a lot going on, but we still have some stuff coming out of Raw that I want to get into. Into. Um, tell me about this storyline on Raw. There was a lot of debate about this last night. Dean Ambrose playing mind games with Seth Rollins throughout the episode, having him chase him around different spots in the Staples Center. And this uh, came after a big uh, Titantron promo with Seth in the ring saying that we're all going to get what we deserve. Roman got what he deserves and has to answer the man upstairs. But now you have to answer to me this leading to their match. Tables, ladders, chairs, TLC Ah. coming weeks a lot of people thought this crossed the line we covered it at wrestlezone.com a lot of people had debates about it uh, a lot of feverish debate uh, about this what do you think because i have a take on it and i don't know if people agree with me on it so my initial response was just wow okay they went there but i didn't it didn't offend me the way that it seemed to really rub a lot of people the wrong way my thing is should you have brought it up Maybe not to the extent. I think the look at Roman, I think that was enough. The whole, okay. you know, uh, hey, now he's going to answer to the man upstairs. I think people feel like it's too real. But at the same time, when you're dealing with pseudo-reality television, as this is, there is this weird line between character and human being. And they walk that line all the time. And I, I know a lot of people were hurt by the, uh, the Renee Young inclusions where they kept hounding renee you have to to know more and people You're said no no because fans keep saying that if you look on social media people say how come she doesn't say anything how come she doesn't say anything and now they do it and now they complain about it and then they yep. go well and then you have fans that say well why don't why would they do this the night that roman uh, made this awful announcement because that's when you're going to get the most reaction about it and why do they do this because people respond and now you care about if people were losing interest in this storyline because you had to do survivor series first Here's a way to, once again, ramp it back up and make it a personal issue. My thing is, I don't think that Dean Ambrose crossed the line. And here's why I don't think he crossed the line. Because if he didn't say anything, everyone would be talking about, how come he didn't say anything about Roman? Why is he talking about everyone getting the what they deserve? Instead of just going to the line, just put your foot over it a little bit and come right back. Did it cross the line? A little bit. But you do those things to get heat. This isn't all about, like, 
people that you are supposed to cheer for. There's certain villains you're supposed to boo. You want to see Roman beat him. You want to see, excuse me, Rollins get him. You want to see this match now because they've intensified a personal issue with storytelling. And now you're saying they're crossing the line and they're doing this. And here's the thing. I, I'm not saying it's a, it's a fantastic storyline. I'm not completely sold on it. But if you're a 15 or 16-year-old kid or younger, you're just like, wow, Dean, I really hope someone yeah. gets you. I really hope if you look at the Stan fan accounts, the faceless like Dean Ambrose, baby 149 or something, whatever, uh, you know, across there, you're going to see them losing their minds. And those people don't mind marking out. And then there's other fans who want to get holier than thou and say, well, if, you know, if WWE just listened to me and my friends, uh, they would just know. <sighs> and listen, like this is not the worst thing that they've ever done. They have pushed more personal boundaries than this. That's just the industry that they're in, and I get why it makes people uncomfortable. Wade Keller put up a great editorial about it on his website. It was a sensitive thing, but it made me go, oh, good. Ambrose is a real piece of crap, and now I can't wait to see Rollins get his hands on him. Okay, so... So what's, what is it there, you know? And I, I'm going to go to a little bit more of the source here, and this is why I, I just love what we're doing here with the live streaming show. It's the most interactive show we're trying to do with WZ Daily. Make it driven by your comments. Nicholas Nikoloff, uh, any relation to, to, to the, to the Nikoloff, the, the, uh, the wrestling family of Nikoloff? Uh, Nicholas says, no, Dean did not cross the line. As a leukemia survivor, I still hate Roman the character. Okay, so he's a fan, but wish nothing but the best and a fast recovery to the man the man behind the character. Absolutely true. So he understands it's a part of a show. Uh, other people are uh, bringing up here. I hear Renee Young is going to be in the ring competition 2019. Ah, we haven't heard anything about that. I highly, highly doubt that. I think she's very, very secure in saying that uh, she is a performer uh, behind the microphone and a commentator. So, uh, but, you know, knowing what you guys think about this, I want to know. I want to know what you guys think about this. I, I didn't feel they crossed the line at all. I didn't get that impression in the slightest, in the slightest whatsoever. Now you watched the Hulu cut. Did you see them grill Renee Young about yeah, what are you did, doing? Did do that. I like watching the Hulu cut because it's a little bit faster, and I go out at night and I'm doing uh, different things. So uh, I, I didn't find um, I, I didn't find what they were doing uh, boring. I, I I thought it was odd that they kept grilling her because it it made me think. Well, at some point, what happens when they make Renee a part of this? And and yeah. do they do? And there's there's a lot of that that made me think like, oh, this is the next shoe to drop. Is that Rollins is gonna he's gonna approach Renee about this and be like, hey, you got to let me know where he is and what's going on. And she's like, I can't do that. I don't know where he is, even though she does. She doesn't want to. She don't want to give up her, you know, her honey bunny. You know, I don't know why. I don't. I don't want to assume that Renee Young calls Dean Ambrose honey bunny, but that's what the crazy couple did at the end of Pulp Fiction. So watch that movie. It's ridiculous. Do you um, think that Renee Young ends up being a character? Uh, she already is a character. I think any anytime you're a commentator, you kind of become a character. You're a supporting character. You're you're playing a broadcaster in a show about sports, right? Uh, that's what you kind of become. Um, so uh, David McKenzie says, yes, Renee never makes a sound anytime Dean is out there. I don't know what's going on with him. You know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you guys. Like the whole time she just comes off like a mother who has to explain her kid's bad behavior at school. Listen, you know, I mean, we get him to school on time. I, I don't know. Maybe he's not getting enough sleep. <laughs> you know, like, like, that's what she kind of comes off with here. Uh, Renee Young, know why Dean turn on her brothers? Okay, that's a complete sentence. Uh, Dean's comment wasn't over the line, but I did think it, the line was tacky. Okay, you can think it's tacky. I can see that. Yeah. This is wrestling. I can see. I can see where people think. Nah, I didn't think it was over the line, but it didn't do anything for me. I can see where people think that too. Um, it did make me go like, "Ooh, he went there." Even though I knew he, he kind of said it last night. I read Wrestle's on and watched it today, so I was kind of like, "Oh, okay." It didn't seem as bad as it was. Another thing that was on uh, last night's Raw was the opening segment with Braun. And and Baron Corbin and a wonderful match. I, I thought it was definitely the match of the night was what opened the show was that six man elimination match. A lot of different storyline build up. A lot of people were built up. Everyone goes, oh, Finn Balor got eliminated first. Don't worry. He's still got a huge pop. People still love him. They don't forget that. Uh, but really, it was all about Braun Strowman. And Braun Strowman got his his elbow smashed up and bloodied. And the, the storyline is that his elbow has been shattered, shattered, a shattered elbow. Uh, but somehow, maybe 
in the, in the ring. What is a shattered elbow? Uh, they have to have very specific language here. Uh, Ali Dar Sky, uh, common guest of the show, says, leave her out of it. She's doing great on commentary. I hope everyone stops asking questions. Okay, okay but, but logically, like if you were in a situation, would you not go, wait a minute, he's your husband. He's acting like a lunatic. You have to know something. Like, hey, uh, uh, Renee, you know what's going on here? You're going to be in a rental car with this guy in an hour and a half. What, what's the deal? Uh, I don't know what to tell. <laughs> like, like, like that, like that whole. It's like, come on, you're complicit here. Uh, yes, Braun did get his own hands. Uh, but yes, while we're on the topic of Braun Strowman, it looks like he'll be on some type of injury angle. I thought he sold it. I thought it was a pretty cool beatdown angle. Apparently, I didn't think he's undergoing real surgery too. Yeah, so there could be a chance that he's not on TLC, you know, so there, there could be a way to get, get him out of the picture. But it does look like he already has a match with Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. This will be the third time he gets to tangle with Brock. Uh, well, they said he's got to get through TLC to get to the Rumble. True, but they're setting they're setting certain like all the all the the block pieces to get us to get us through December and January kind of already there. Uh, so there's a lot of big, big things here. But a big thing coming out of Survivor Series that I didn't really notice when, when I did the Survivor Series show, and, and, and I, I really saw some people sound off on this, um, was everyone just trashing WWE for going Raw 6-0 over SmackDown. Uh, of course, it was all brand supremacy on Sunday at the pay-per-view in Los Angeles, and the people were very, very upset. Now, I give the show a big thumbs up. I thought TakeOver and Survivor Series were great shows. I thought they were particularly great, great shows that really... Uh, brought WWE, cut the noise out that we kind of had with Crown Jewel and got this thing back going on a WrestleMania level. And I enjoyed it. I thought they did a lot of different things. The character changes they went with were strong. I thought Daniel Bryan versus uh, Brock Lesnar was an amazing match. That Great match. Lulled you and really cemented Daniel Bryan's new demented, conniving character. Uh, and, it, and it also, he hung with Brock Lesnar, something you weren't expecting. Uh, so I, I kind of enjoyed all of that. Uh, I liked as well the beatdown of Charlotte on Ronda Rousey. I thought there was more character development with Ronda Rousey last night, even though some people just want to boo her because they want to boo her because she's not Becky Lynch, but whatever. Uh, I like it. A lot of people are over. People are responding to stuff, you know? Uh, you you debate on Nia Jax. Yeah, they, the beat on Nia Jax. Nia Jax isn't coming, though. But now she's a heel. You know, play it up. It's real heat. You want to boo her? All right, then she's a villain. Well, no, I don't want to boo her because now you're telling me what? No, I want to. I want to ruin your show. <laughs> like that's the, that's kind of what some people, you know, they don't want to be happy. Yes, John Fury goes. How was it six and zero when SmackDown won the tag team Survivor Series match? This is something we kind of covered. Uh, the pre-show had a big uh, all the tag teams from SmackDown, all the tag teams from Raw, led by New Day and the Usos versus the Raw guys, and SmackDown won that, and then the rest of the night kind of went to Raw. Nakamura lost to Rollins, so forth and so on. It was a fun pay-per-view, but people kept going back to that brand thing, and they would sh- they would show it after every match, 6-0. and um, And, of course, last night on Raw, it was a big, big footnote. They kept touching on it. And then tonight on SmackDown, we're recording, if you're listening to the podcast, we're recording uh, late Tuesday afternoon. You're going to see some storyline fallout from this. You're going to see a, a, a filled with hubris Shane McMahon come out there and have some rulings and some different things. And you're going to see a lot more of Daniel Bryan here. But my thing is, I don't uh, I don't think it was a bad show. I thought it was a great show because one of the teams going 6-0, something they haven't done before, but still people want to complain and think that Vince is burying somebody. Did he bury anyone by having these long, fun, interactive matches with different characters? I kind of felt uh, Nakamura and Rollins was fun. I thought it was a really, really fun match. I don't think it was as great as some people said it was, though it got close. I thought Lesnar and Bryan had one of the better matches of the night, but that angle with Ronda and Charlotte was just... Uh, that was money, dude. That was money. Immediately, that I want to see that, that match again. Immediately, I want to see that match again. Immediately, I want to see a triple threat. There's a lot of different things I want to see there. So they made a lot of different new, exciting things, but everyone just wants to hammer on this one little thing, you know, because somebody told me I'm not supposed to like this. Now I don't like it. And, you know, everyone gets lost in their own little bubble about it. Uh, I, I, I think, think it was a matter of, uh, you know, it was an oversight. They knew that they wanted this story. But they also felt like SmackDown had the stronger tag teams. So then they said, okay, we'll put SmackDown over. And then it was, oh, no, we forgot this story. What are we going to do? Oh, it's the pre-show. We'll just say on the main card, they sweeped them. 
Because it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of inconsistent. It's kind of like there's some inconsistency. So I, I can see where fans who watch everything are like, well, you said this and then you didn't say that. This is WWE. It never stops. So to connect the logic so long, even sometimes at a four-hour show, it comes hard. Uh, but if one complete story is, is engaging, then I'm fine with it. Like I didn't judge what they were doing with Styles versus Nakamura earlier this year until it was kind of all done. Was it as great as it could have been? No. But did I love that last man standing match that did at the end? Yes. Just like I think whatever they did with Raw doing the sweep, it's going to lead into something on SmackDown. It's going to lead into something to to uh, give you uh, a new vibe of the show, a new aesthetic that will ride through the show, a new energy to kind of be a, a, a narrative that threads through everything on SmackDown. You're going to see that kind of happen now. And I think that gives them something with it. It also gives the, you know, the manager character something to do besides come out and just be this figurehead that has some issue with someone. Now... Shane McMahon has an issue with everybody. Everyone. Like he had an issue with everyone on the roster. And how will he deal with that? And it gives you something to it. Now, I think that this could actually be a good setup for a potential unification down the line. They can say, hey, you know, Raw proved its dominance. Now it's time to come together. Mm. Now, what do you think of these matches made for TLC so far? This is coming up December 14th. Am I correct? Yes. Uh, a couple weeks now. Uh, we're going to get Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. I think that's the selling point so far is you're finally going to see these guys with a very serious breakup once again in the ring against each other. Very different circumstances than when we've seen them more in the past. And also reversal. You know, we had heel Dean Ambrose. Or we had babyface Dean Ambrose. Now we have, you know, heel Dean Ambrose. A kind of yeah. an influx. They've changed. They switched places, if you will. Is this one going to deliver? I think so. They're doing a weird thing where it's like, it's tables, ladders, and chairs, and we have a chairs match and a tables match, and here's the most personal feud, and they don't have a stipulation. They're going to add one. You have plenty of time to do that. You have plenty of time to do that. They're, they're not just going to have these guys go out there and have a normal match. If they did, I don't get it. I, would, I wouldn't understand that when, they're, when they hate each other this, this much and say all these things. Um <clears throat> Uh, John Fury says, Kevin Kellum, can you please apply for a writer's job for Raw? Because they obviously suck. Do you just just look, walk up and say, like, hey, let me write your show? Billion dollar yeah. company. Hey, uh, hey, uh, billion dollar company uh, that, that has uh, $2.5 billion in television rights. And uh, you're going to be distributed through uh, 76 different countries and all these different languages. Um, I wrote some two-liner jokes in a class at Second City. Do you guys want to take me? You know, sometimes people say that. Uh, but yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't look at the world like that. But thank you. Uh, anyway, I uh, love you guys. Uh, listening to the show. Thank you for supporting it so much. We did take yesterday off. Um, some people uh, did ask me why did I do that, and I can explain that. Here's why: uh, Saturday, Sunday night into Monday, I had to do the post show, which you were you were helping out with coverage and stuff like that too. And I did that with Angel here. Angel Garcia, he does our Lucha Libre coverage. Crazy Lucha Libre story, by the way, over on WrestleZone.com. Pretty violent. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, go check that out. Um, but so we, we had that with him. That's at like 11 p.m. Chicago time. I'm filling in for 101 WKQX in the morning this week. So I'm on air at 5.30 the next morning. So that's like a six-hour turnover. And then I have to do all that content, all those commercials, all these different things. And then I was like, uh, and then I had to tape an interview with Jeff Jarrett, which is on our podcast feed. You can go check that out. Very, very great interview talking about all the different things he's doing with the Salvation Army in Nashville, uh, his hometown. And it's very heartwarming. And it's a different interview. He also does talk about losing his hair to Dr. Wagner in AAA down in Mexico. So go check out that interview. If you want to, if you're in, especially if you're in the Lucha and you love the old TNA memories and different things he has to talk about. It's a very heartwarming thing. I want to hammer that home. It's a different interview. You should check it out. Uh, but uh, as we're getting into this this season, coming off Survivor Series, what's the thing that's got you the most? Because there's a lot of flux right now. There was Those injuries really shake some things up. WWE said, you know, we're really going to shuffle this deck right now. We don't want to just hold big things until we get to WrestleMania time. We're getting a lot of big things right now. We got... We got a Lesnar-Daniel Bryan match, which some people feel they could have done on a big card down the line. You know, we don't know what's going on with AJ Styles. Maybe he's going to take a break. He's he's negotiating a deal. There's a lot of influx going on, a lot of things shaking up, and we're going to settle into a new rhythm here. Do you Are you looking for one thing to kind of be the thing that hooked you the most, just as a fan watching? 
I'm looking at what are they going to do with SmackDown now? Because SmackDown has a lot of, you know, up in the air players. You got Daniel Bryan, who's a heel, but he's not necessarily a heel. You've got AJ Styles, who's apparently renegotiating for a lighter schedule. I don't think that kicks in until after mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Um, then you've got this mixed match challenge thing, and you still are on the road defending out who's number 30 at the Royal Rumble, which is a big slot because now, hey, look, AJ Styles and Charlotte, they're in the running for that number 30 spot now because neither one has a belt. Sean Ridge here says Lars Sullivan's coming soon. My prediction, I could be dead wrong. This is just me speculating, but I think you see the Velveteen Dream on SmackDown tonight. That's Uh, my prediction. Do you think Velveteen Dream's on SmackDown tonight? I think he's on SmackDown tonight. Do we hold him to that? Everybody on the live stream, do we hold Robert DeFilis to Velveteen Dream on, on on making his debut with SmackDown tonight? This is just such an out of the out of the out of the back back of the room prediction. If if should we make a bet? Should we make a bet, Robert? Sure. <laughs> you seem very you seem like you're not into this at all. You're like, oh, uh, no, I won't hold uh, you to it. I won't hold you to it. I won't hold you to it at all. That wouldn't be. That would... <laughs> uh, but if it was something you were absolutely sure of, I'd be like, we're going to make a bet on that. We have, we have to make more bets on the show so that people tune I, into I think the. We, do. We, we need, I think we, we, need do. we need cliffhangers, man. Um, <clears throat> so looking at this, who would you like to see? Uh, be uh, uh, who would you like to see? Who would you like to I'm see? Um, some people have been talking about this. If there is so much of a shakeup, how come they're not shaking the rosters? I think this is more has to do with the idea of just there's so many new storylines and matchups they're going with now because they had so many injuries. You know, you had so many injuries with critical people, and you're also going to do some new things here. Um, <clears throat> oh, Alidar says you should you should have to shave your head. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, that's not happening yet. <laughs> Sean Ridge says if we make a bet on the show, it should be beard versus beard. Ah. Oh boy, beard versus we'll beard. Save we'll save that for Mania season. How about that? Save it for Mania or Rumble. We'll get back to it. I like that idea though. That is that is pretty. Uh, you know, and you know how much I love my beard. I can't grow it up here. I gotta grow it here. You know, I, mean, I, I can't. If I can have it on my face, I got it in the place. It's a beard off. That's right. Um, so people are calling for that. Uh, overall, I think WWE is in a good place. I think a lot of people are are, are coming down on them in the wrong way, but they're in a good place. Uh, I didn't. I like. I think there's a lot of good things here, but I don't know. I don't know how people can still come at them when when they had so many bad things at the beginning of last week with Becky, with other injuries. They had to shake up with some of the women as well on on the uh, the five on five team. So there was a lot there, and it, it just really really changed things. Uh, I think I think W is in a good W. They're in a good position. That's just what I want to say. Let's start taking your questions here, guys. What, what do I think? Oh, takeover. I'm sorry. I, I was gonna. I was gonna get into questions, but we can. We can get into takeover. I know. Uh, I had covered this a little bit on our post show. I thought takeover was amazing. I know. Like everybody wants to do this one too. I love this chitter chatter amongst the universe. Takeover is so much better. Uh, one match is better than anything Vince can come up with, and it's like he's still producing <laughs> this. You like, 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 like you, they think like, oh, he's not he's like just because, oh, he didn't pick the this or that. He's, he's no, it was an amazing, it was an amazing show. I really, really enjoyed Takeover. I thought it had a different vibe. I thought Velveteen Dream looked great outside of those really odd uh, leg drops he did. I thought his uh, his Hollywood Hogan NWO outfit was cool. Tommaso Ciampa looked off, looked coming off like a total sob, just a total maniac. Love that. Uh, Gargano is in, insane. He's filled with, once again, one of my favorite words in wrestling storyline telling, hubris. He's filled with the hube, dude. Can't get enough of the hube. And he was filled He's with all it. Hube. Yeah, but him and Aleister Black were just beating the snot out of each other. War Games match was insane. If you haven't watched it, maybe you're just a raw SmackDown person. Uh, go watch that show. You don't have to, you, you can, they're going to catch you up in the storylines and all the video packages. Go watch the show. It's crazy. I watched uh, the War Rick- Games match three times. Three? You watched it three times? I watched the War Games match three times. That's how you know. I it's- loved that so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of uh, re- reoccurring here back in, with the live ministers, getting the text in saying, 
Uh, Robert versus Kevin at WrestleMania prediction game. Beard versus Beard. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yes, yeah, a lot of people love TakeOver. They enjoyed it. Um, and Gargano versus Block. People loving that. People saying it was a great show. Um, so a, a lot of people uh, are, are are feeling this this beard off thing here. So maybe at some point we're going to be stuck with this. So we'll, we'll see what we can do. Let's just jump right into your questions here. Fire them off here. Uh, before we do that, I want to tell you about all the fun things we have going on at WrestleZone.com. If you're not going there, go there. We have a lot of new things that we're doing. Every Wednesday, we cover the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and they're getting into their high season because at the beginning of January, we get one of the biggest wrestling shows of the year, Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom going down at the Tokyo Dome. Our very own Ross Berman does it every Wednesday. And if you uh, only cover it from afar, you just know this guy. I know this Bullet Club thing, or I know Hiroshi Tanahashi. I've heard them. Or Okada, you, you want to get immersed in it or just catch up on the week gone by? Perfect way to do that. Also, Topi Gorilla is our new article covering the world of Lucha Libre. So it allows you to go much further into the, just beyond the, the WWE surface of all those different things. Uh, also, kudos to Ring of Honor this week. Uh, they announced some big stuff for Final Battle going down in a couple of weeks in New York City. And they'll be doing a good toy drive with Toys for Tots. So if you're going to be heading out to that show and you don't bring a toy, you're a heel. All right? You're going to bring it. You're, you're the Grinch. You're the Grinch, and you deserve uh, to be powerbombed through a table that is lit on fire and not put out because you, sir, are a Grinch. You, sir, or madam, or madam, are a Grinch. All right, let's get right into questions here. Fire them off here. We'll take them. Uh, keep them coming. Uh, can Ronda handle the WWE fans? Didn't seem like it. What do you think? Is she handling? I think the- she can oh, handle gosh. the WWE fans. In the palm of her hand, they they know where they're going with Ronda. I right. think this set them up so well for you can do four horsewomen, four horsewomen with the WWE girls as heels. You can do, you know, DMA girls as heels because Ronda got booed and they know it. Mm, true. And here's another thing: people aren't quiet when Ronda comes out. If people are quiet, then that's bad. You know what I mean? If people are responding, well, they're into it. They want to see what you're doing here. Uh, let's see this. <clears throat> Uh, Jimmy Williams asking on the NXT side is Johnny Gargano versus Aleister Black is that feud over? What do you think? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think Gargano and Black will be over until one of them goes up. I think Gargano might be a lifer though. I'm starting to get the feeling he might be a lifer on NXT. The like he'll be one of the guys that just for whatever reason just stays there. Yeah, like just stays there. Yeah. I don't know. I think actually it's kind of done. To me, it's it it feels like at least it could be done for a while. You know, uh, and you never got to see that triple threat that we were supposed to see. You know, when Alistair got to see that soon. Yeah, I think we'll get, but then it's not done. You know, I mean, then then uh, a two person issue that made great matches with Gargano and and Tommaso Ciampa. I saw that Money in the Bank match, one of the best matches I've ever seen live. You can do a triple threat with these guys. Specifically, maybe you save that for Takeover in New York right before WrestleMania. That would be a great match to put up against uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor running across town the same night at Madison Square Garden, and then, uh, you know, oh, what do you got? Well, our main event with WWE NXT is going to be this triple threat with these three great guys. That's a great main event right there. Uh, Ambrose versus Abyss, best of Cincinnati title. I don't know who would win there. You know who wins? The Chili, (laughs) Cincinnati. That's what wins. Uh, John Cena coming back to break the championship record. Yeah, we didn't get into this. This is something I did want to talk about. I was was going to save this until the end of the show. I wanted to do questions and maybe change it up. John Cena is set to come back for a string of live event dates for WWE leading into that, that, that Christmas holiday run. WWE, I know for, uh, for a fact, in Chicago is running two different arenas. They're running the Allstate Arena on the 26th, and then on the 29th, they're going to run the United Center. So inside Chicago, Allstate Arena is just outside of it. Um, so a lot of stuff there with WWE, especially with live events that week. That tends to be their biggest non-televised live event week in arenas and they put a lot of focus in it. So John Cena being there, does that mean we get a little bit of a uh, Mr. Cena going into WrestleMania season? I expect something. Of course. I mean, first of all, if you look at the dates and you look at the cities, it's obvious John's going to be there. It's Tampa. It's Madison square garden. You know, obviously John's going to be there, but I think John is also going to be heavily factored into the title picture at WrestleMania 35. I think it's been long enough. I also think they're out of, serious contenders right now to challenge Brock. And if you want that money match, John Cena is an easy fix for that money match. Mm, True. And they're down some talent. Some different things have changed. 
Um, uh, let's get into this question here. He has been a talking uh, point over the weekend. He was in the ring with Game Changer Wrestling in their LA Confidential event. They had a very controversial and bloody and violent death match against Nick Gage, a man who is a literal convicted felon. And this match was very violent. At some point in the match, it was believed that Arquette was uh, cut, though he was cut, he was cut somewhere around his throat and uh, broke character and kind of shoved Nick Gage down and it kind of made for an awkward finish. Uh, a lot of people thought that maybe uh, GCW and Nick Gage went too far with the, the violence and a guy who's, for all intents and purposes, not an experienced wrestler. David Arquette, an actor who did the thing with WCW, now really wants to be a pro wrestler. He wants to go out and do big pro wrestling matches around his movie schedule. And God bless him. The guy was doing it the right way. He's going out and doing indie shows. Is he getting booked in main events? Yeah, because he's David Arquette, but he's still being genuine about it. He went on Twitter, kind of cleared the record, said, I have nothing but respect for these guys. I was out of my element, and I'm the one who didn't perform properly. Good on David Arquette for doing that. Good on him for doing that. And I, you know, I think he'll nothing again? but respect. Yes, he will wrestle nothing again. But respect. If he's doing this, he wants to be in WWE. If he if he's doing if he's doing all this stuff on indie levels and he's doing a lot of different dynamic things, I know he worked some tag matches with RJ City, the guy he had his like first initial big match come come back with uh, for championship wrestling uh, from Hollywood. In that match, I saw uh, a tag team match they did together, and and, and uh, Arquette didn't look particularly great, but he looked genuine in his performance he leaped off the top rope <laughs> you know he did a lot of different things and uh you could do some different things with the celebrity and get a great reaction with it and i think it's it's something worth going into so yes i do think we'll see more of david arquette in the ring he was at nxt on saturday yeah uh will ronda show up tonight will we see ronda rousey on smackdown tonight even though she's kind of got no. something because they're gonna separate them for now for the tlc show but I expect Ronda versus Becky, if not at WrestleMania, at the Royal Rumble. So I think they'll be acting together pretty soon. I uh, love this question from Darren Coe. He asked, does WWE need to return to strict heel face roles? Would it improve the stories? No, I don't think you need to return to that because the fans waver and change things so organically. You look at uh, the organic change that you got with Becky Lynch, who... Went from a uh, white meat, hey, let's all slap hands, uh, little teacup jokes and straight fire, and I'm going to dress up like a steampunk person, uh, but I'm never going to get beyond a certain point in terms of the audience. Now she's a strict, talk all that trash, talk all that shiz, Stone Cold Steve Austin, people keep bringing up the comparisons with her, uh, just going off on everybody on Twitter um, and all those different things. The man, the chomp is the man. I'm going to come out and break your arms. Chris Jericho, your album sucks, and it gave me a concussion. Uh, and just all those things that that have been so fun about her. That's all organic, and she was supposed to be a heel, and now she is a definitely a badass baby face. And Charlotte is once again a heel after Sunday, after she went off on Ronda Rousey. I don't think being strict about what those things are is good because it it keeps you in a lane that doesn't that doesn't uh, sometimes lend to what the audience wants. You know, there's sometimes when I WWE. Go ahead. Okay. I do think they need to be better about, you know, playing those roles within what the fans want because when you're trying to tell a certain story and it's so clear that people are going the other way, it really muddies the television product. So I think that if you have Becky Lynch or whoever be a face when the fans are calling for it, really go with the fans. You know, I think that would help so much. Yeah. All right, so uh, <clears throat> Terrell Diggs asks, do you think Paige will come back to the WWE ring soon, just like Daniel Bryan? Uh, I am. I don't like to say when someone who has a very serious medical issue, whether it's uh, the concussion syndromes that, that Daniel Bryan had to overcome and get medically cleared from, and then you have a completely different situation with Paige where she has a very serious neck issue. A very, very serious neck issue. She's gone on the record of saying, if I take one bad physical bump in my life, I could be paralyzed. I could be, or I could suffer some form of paralysis and even further injury, if not worse than that. Uh, and I, though she does have a hope of coming back and, and that, that miraculous comeback by Daniel Bryan earlier this year, which I think is the best WWE thing of the year, uh, it, it, by that inspired her. Though I do think she's enjoying her life outside of SmackDown. I'm not saying, uh, you know, outside of the SmackDown ring, being a SmackDown general manager, she's launching a clothing brand. Uh, if 
give a follow of the Instagram, still seems like she's enjoying her life. And she came out of a very rough, rough patch outside of wrestling in her personal life and different things she was dealing with there. And a neck surgery she had, then she came back, then she got injured. I mean, the thing I got to think is she's been through a lot for someone who is not even 30 years old, you know, started wrestling at 13. She was in, her mother was wrestling when she was pregnant with her, you know? So, so you have somebody who was literally raised around the business. And I think there's going to be a little bit more of a spotlight on her when this movie comes out, wrestling with fighting with my family, which is a a movie that's going to be about her career and her family and how the Knight family were all wrestlers. And then Soraya Knight became Paige and got into the WWE. And you're going to see all that in this movie. And I'm really, really hopeful that that movie um, portrays her in the best and most humane and honest light. Because she's been through so many awful things outside of the ring. And, And those things don't even have to do with the physical stuff. And then the physical stuff is really daunting and bad. You know, you have, you have a bad neck and you're not even 30. That's, and you're an athlete and a performer. It's, it's harsh. I don't want to say when I think somebody's going to come back because I don't think it's fair if I don't know that. I'm not a doctor. And you got to be realistic here. I'm sure they get to a stage where they probably miss the business, but they don't miss bumping every day. You know, they can live semi-normal lives. So mm-hmm. I'm sure she's having a good time doing what she's doing. Shane O'Mac is pissed. He said there's going to be some come up and someone's going to hear about this. I'm going to come out. I'm going to do my little dance, but I'm going to stop. And I'm going to be mad. Uh, Chris Green wants to know, is someone going to get fired tonight on SmackDown? If somebody gets fired, I'll go on the record and I'll say it's the MVP of Survivor Series, R-Truth. He's, oh, R- just out of nowhere, he's going to be like, you know what? I'm sick of all this noise. You're fired. <laughs> like, like, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, like... Our truth is hilarious. He can go on any roster. He can be on 205 Live and be a riot. Like, he's fantastic. And mm. if anyone gets fired, I think it's him. Mm. Yes. Uh, James says, Robert is Kevin. Uh, Robert is Kevin Kellum, actually. Kevin Owens and Cesaro when they do the fusion dance. I don't know exactly what you're getting at. No, Thank I can see saying. that. Okay. I can say. Um we were talking about heels and baby faces. Would you like to see more anti-heroes? Well, we're kind of getting that. You get Becky Lynch. You kind of you kind of already get that a little bit. Uh, I, I don't mind characters that, that aren't traditional heels, but certainly people that you care about. If you don't care about a character, they shouldn't be in the ring. I, I saw a question here earlier in the air about Bobby Roode. Bobby, Bobby was not getting the reactions. So that's why he's not in a featured role. And uh, there, yeah. can you get Bobby Roode back to a role? Yeah, but if you don't care, well, can I make him a baby face or a heel? I can't do, we can't do anything. The, the reaction is gone. The magic isn't there. Let's, let's heat it up again. Let's figure something else out. Let's try something new. Um, <clears throat> so I want to get to a hot question here as these scroll past me. <clears throat> Are you sold on Switchblade or does he need more time to win you over? Of course, this is about Jay White Switchblade, the leader uh, of the Bullet Club now. We've settled into this idea. There's no more Bullet Club. He's leading the firing squad and the Tongan group in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And New Japan has really tied their wheel to this guy and saying that he's their top, he's their new, he's their proverbial next new top foreign talent that isn't a Japanese guy. But then other people say, is that a sign that Kenny Omega's done? And just all this different speculation. Jay White is a strong wrestler. He's had great matches. Uh, There's times when I think, oh, oh, he's a decent promo. I'd like to see more character, more of the sizzle on the stake. Uh, I'm he's had the great matches, you know? So, so in, in new Japan, I think that's the first thing. So you have all that. There's just one little thing. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on, but one little piece that isn't complete with him. And maybe we get a little bit more of that, especially going into wrestle kingdom. I think if he was a WWE competitor, he'd be top of the line. But for that new Japan style, I don't know. He just comes across as not as, on that elite level. I don't I didn't want to say elite cuz it's a bad pun, but he doesn't come across like he's on that level of he can really carry the brand. But I know a lot of people like him, so I'm sure he's going to have a huge career. Uh Chris Fullharty is asking about will Jake Hager, or formerly known in WWE as Jack Swagger, will he win the NWA title over Nick Aldis? I know about this match, I can't remember the specific date where this is going to be. It's this weekend. It's this, this week- weekend for Russell King and Winston Salem. Oh. I'm all it's over for uh, Winston Salem, Carolina, and it's Jake Hager versus Nick Aldis. And long story short, no, 
I think they have tied their wagon to Nick Aldis, and he's doing a damn good job and will continue to do a damn good job going into 2019. Robert, why would you do that? I already said that New Japan had tied their wagon to Jay White, and then you took my tie my wagon line, and then you used it for your thing. Well, you see, there's many different wagons in wrestling. It's uh, Robert, the beard stays, Defilis. Uh, this this beard will go nowhere. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, WrestleCade is this weekend. I talked to Jeff Jarrett about that. You guys can check out that interview. He had a lot to say about that, and that's all streaming over on Fight TV. Um <clears throat> Here we go. Corey Elam wants to know, is Kenny Omega coming to yeah. WWE? The continued debate of what is the future of the elite? This is all being joked about in their web series, Being the Elite. Uh, and if you haven't watched the last few episodes, they're doing a lot to infer the idea that WWE is going yeah. after them. And they're doing sketches. And uh, the, most, the latest one had the upper 40 guys that are in the cast, like, Kazarian and Daniels get offered a note of whistles and that they were asked to be coaches. They need to show up to Orlando and be a coach. Uh, and now uh, Cody Rhodes uh, does nothing but babble off WWE trivia and just all this ridiculousness about it. So my, my, what it's worth, I, think, I think Daniels would make a hell of a coach for the performance center. Um, I think it's such a funny sketch. It's so funny. Uh, Eden got, uh, I called her Eden, oops, Brandy got a microphone that said Eden on it, and <laughs> it said, you're not a wrestler, come home. <laughs> yeah, there's there some funny stuff, go check it out. Uh, Ross Ponce wants to know, uh, Lars Sullivan, big deal or no? Lars Sullivan set to make his debut on the main roster. What do you think? Is this too soon for Lars? Have you seen him? The mass of a man that he is, of course, he's a big deal. Um, I think he'll be utilized very well on Raw. I think he's a great opponent for Braun Strowman when you want to do that irresistible force, a movable object type of deal. Lars mm. Sullivan is great. Lars Sullivan could fit in any era. I could put him against Hogan, Rock, Austin. He fits. And I he think does, Lars Sullivan's going to do very good. He does have a look that's, for lack of a better phrase, they call his finisher the freak accident. And he, ha he has if a he, very different look. If Shrek was a human being, I think it would be. <laughs> I think it would be Lars Sullivan. I'm dying. That, was the, that is like the best thing. That is the best thing you've said on this show ever. Put it, write it down. It is November 20th, 2018, in the year of our Lord. And that is the funniest thing. Uh, Thank you. John Ridge wants to know if Lars Sullivan is my son. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, he's not. Just because he has a beard and I have, I have a bald head. We have a similar. No. Uh, he, he called myself. I could be his son if he just wants to make me that. You know what I mean? I can't stop <laughs> him. Uh, but apparently he's Shrek and I don't want anything to do. Uh, does he come out to the ring with Don Cave? Uh, you know, I don't know about that, but I hope he comes out to All Star. I just <laughs> I hey, now you're an All Star, but then he's like, <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, uh, a lot of people in chat love this, just losing their minds of this. Uh, John Fury wants to know this is a great question. Why were so many big names left off Survivor Series? Randy Orton, Elias, Rusev, and so on. Uh, Rusev had a, a very, very funny thing to say about this. Uh, in the Raw versus SmackDown Survivor Series men's match, Jane McMahon did one of his infamous moves where he flies off the ring post and jumps and smashes someone through a table. Very violent maneuver. Uh, and Rusev, uh, who just, that's just, the dude has no chill, said, hey, uh, if I do the jumpy thing, can I be in the SmackDown team next? <laughs> I thought of, you know, right. One of the more funnier things. Randy Orton was very uh, candid about it as well. He's like, every time I'm in these matches, I own them, and yet I'm not here. Like, yeah, you know. And I was surprised that Randy Orton wasn't there, but you know, he's a guy. Here's the thing. He's a guy who fills into a certain role. Uh, I think WWE doesn't need to have everyone on every show every time. Just like I don't think we need to see everyone from NXT on every show every time. It's okay. The talent roster is deep enough where 
some guys don't make the show, even if they're a huge name and a draw. It's WWE is the big draw. Survivor Series was the draw. Everybody, it's a cast of things. You know, TLC, I think, might just because it's it, we, it's every year. It's like, well, what are the matchups? You know, then it's a little bit different. Royal Rumble is the attraction. And then all the stars that make it together could be something. Um, <clears throat> it's a lot of fun stuff. I love the shakeups going into this time of year. Um, I'm surprised, though, in terms of a shakeup, a call-up they're getting with with, with Lars Sullivan. Uh, he, I don't see any other people getting called up. I mean, they haven't teased anything else, but we've seen surprise call-ups in the past. Lars Sullivan, though, being promoted, he's the monster. So you want to tease a monster is coming. That creates some anticipation for some big matchups. Um, Lars Sullivan coming up, though, makes a lot of new matchups, uh, specifically on the Raw side. Uh, do we get the Rocky Mountain Monster versus the Monster Among Men at some point? Him and Braun Strowman, that just seems like a natural billing. If we don't get it at WrestleMania because of whatever Braun is doing, then we get it very shortly after. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That would be something else. All right, guys. Thank you so much for supporting everything we're doing here on the podcast. A couple more. Oh, well, okay. I'll, I'll, you want to do two more questions? We'll do two more here. I was, I was going to hop off. Let's do that. Is there a smack? Is I'll be at SmackDown, the least exciting show there is. Uh, Eli asked. No, I don't agree with you at all, dude. You got some great stuff on that show. Uh, what is your favorite non WWE promotion at the moment? Hmm. Um, for me, I'm really enjoying AAW. I've been to several of their shows in Chicago. Uh, they've done some great stuff. A A ACH is getting a look at now, uh, reportedly from the WWE. I've seen Ray Phoenix there. The Lucha Brothers Pentagon Jr. have come through there. It is, uh, if you like PWG out in California, this is essentially that in the Midwest. I, 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 showing all my bias aside, I used to do some interview work for them and do different things and help out backstage with uh, segments they would tape. I don't do that anymore. I've, my, my schedule does not allow it. But I love the way they cover wrestling and treat it as an R-rated show and just let things get crazy, but not too crazy where it isn't unreasonable. Um, OVE is there. They're, they're really ruling the roost. Just if you want phenomenal, over-the-top, insane matches, people jumping off balconies, just crazy stuff, an ECW vibe that is legitimate and not just, we're trying to be ECW, you know? Um, you'll get that from AAW. AAWondemand.com. That is their streaming service. You can go check that out. And for me, I'm going to go a different Chicago promotion and say freelance wrestling. I've always enjoyed the vibe that freelance brings. I like the punk rock pro wrestling stuff. And I just think that they have really good shows. And it's a good it's a good crew from every time I see one of their shows. You can mm -hmm. watch that on Powerbomb TV. That's an additional $9.99 a month for you guys. But uh, Powerbomb TV. Pull up their first ever show. You'll see someone familiar. So I'll just leave it at that. They'll pull up the first freelance show ever, and you will see someone you know from this show. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, yeah, so let's just get right into it. You guys can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. If you do, if you follow us on Facebook and watch the show on Facebook, thank you. Uh, but maybe every day you can't watch the show. And uh, maybe you want to be able to watch a different one that maybe you missed in the past. Oh, it's Thanksgiving. I don't want to listen to my brother talk about politics or something like that. Well, listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast version of it. We do a lot of different uh, shows beyond this. We'll do all of our interviews, uh, especially with WrestleMania coming up. We're trying to do some really special content with that. So go check out the podcast. It's not, it's available not just only on iTunes, but also on TuneIn. It's on SoundCloud. It's on several different apps. And, and you can stream it on demand at our website as well, WrestleZone.com. Robert DeFeels, they want to follow you on Twitter. Well, where did it go? At Dude Felice. That's D-U-D-E-F-E-L-I-C-E. -E. That's in the chat below. And you can also go to TimeKillerApparel.com, grab yourself a sweet shirt, and I'll appreciate that very much. What's the new uh, killer shirt that I should get that's at TimeKiller? right now what's what's a um, shirt I okay so i would say the best no, thing I'm, you could get is come on gotta sell it man gotta sell these gotta it, sell these gimmicks bro it's, it's hoodie season so i got the new hoodies up there including one with a design on the back of it by the same people who does designs for desmond xavier and sammy Guevara. Mm. i know some people i got some hookups you want to talk some cool t-shirt game check out this boom the new t-shirt 101 wkqx that's right baby 101 wkqx we have some big shows coming up um this is the radio station we're for a great alternative rock radio station you like nirvana you like the foo fighters you like 21 pilots we're with you go listen you can listen at that website as well 
we have five big concerts coming up at the Aragon Ballroom. Now, this is a ballroom that seats about 5,000 people. But here's the great thing about this show. We have bands that can play arenas. They can play to 20, 30,000, 100,000 people in a room that's 5,000. And it looks like you're on the set of Aladdin. And there's hand-painted stars above the ceiling. And we got ourselves a disco ball. All right? And we'll have a roving Santa Claus in the crowd. We will have dancing elves. Um, we're going to have – I've pitched this idea. I don't know if we're going to do it. But a roaming um, – I saw someone do this on Facebook. What do you think of this idea? It's a roaming photo booth. And I just hold an iPad on my chest and, I, and, and like a GoPro on my head. And, I, and you can like take pictures with the camera and I just kind of face you and instead of you being like a selfie or something like that. I kind of thought it was. Oh, like uh, that. it's a pretty silly idea. I saw on the Internet. I'm taking it from someone who came up with a really cool idea. Uh, but all those things are coming up. And uh, one of the big things I'm doing, if you're in the Chicagoland area, is I'm giving away tickets to it this Wednesday, Black Wednesday in the Wicker Park area. Big drinking night. Join me at Lottie's. At Lottie's, that is at Walcott and Winchester, all right, in the Wicker Park area of Chicago. I'm giving away tickets to the Nights We Stole Christmas show. Of the five we have, four of them are sold out, including our Night with the Smashing Pumpkins. But I'll be giving away four pairs of tickets to that show coming up this Wednesday in Chicago at Lottie's. Come by and get it or enter to win them at 101wkqx.com backslash stole. I'm Kev Calm. You can follow me on Twitter, a bunch of comedy shows I have coming up. Go get his T-shirts. Thanks for supporting everything we're doing. Uh, we have some great numbers. Some things go up and down, but you guys are sticking with us. I try to make it a wrestling party. Sometimes I think we have a show that's not as good as others. Other times I have a show like this and we're doing really goofy stuff. And and he says something ridiculous like Lars Sullivan looking like Shrek. And we all have a good time. The goal of WrestleZone Daily is to be the most interactive pro wrestling podcast. There are so many other shows that you can go to. And I want when you come to ours for it to be positive and that makes it more inclined for you to watch more because i want to make something for you as a wrestling fan which i am as well i want to make something that i would want to watch and the more you guys put energy into this it's positive and bring more people to the table the better it is for everybody the people like robert people like all the guys working back at wrestlezone.com so the fact that you guys bring so much fan energy to the table we're so appreciative we're so grateful i know i say it all the time i want to say it every time because you need to hear it the fact you listen to this you watch this means a lot to Robert and to me. Thank you so much. I need you to do one more thing for yourself when you're watching the Just 205 one. live, the NXT. All right. When you're out there, you need to shut off the noise, take off your, 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 your Booker man hat. All right. Just turn it off. All right. We've already done that. We did this podcast. That's what this podcast was about. What's the thing we need to do, Robert? You gotta enjoy wrestling. That's right. Goodbye. That's right.